Greetings. This is Atma Boda. Today is December 24th, 2021, 5.17 p.m. The title of today's podcast is There is Only One Truth. I also realize it is Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Here are some brief notes from this morning. God doesn't judge. You judge yourselves. I don't judge you either. If you feel threatened by the most empowering truth, then that is you limiting yourself. There is only one truth. This truth can also be obscured, and that is called subjective truth. Just like love is one, truth is also one. Many recognize unconditional love but many don't recognize absolute truth yet. Unconditional love is absolutely necessary to live the ultimate reality. There is no substitute for this. Likewise, there is no substitute for the highest objective truth, the primordial truth, the absolute truth, the one living truth. There's so many names for this. You can call it source. You can call it God. But the combination of the highest truth and unconditional love, they are the Alpha and the Omega. There is nothing limiting about this concept. In fact, it empowers you. And why would you not want it so? Do you think that the higher truth is about conformity? No. This basic concept is why individuality exists. This is the opposite of collectivism and groupthink. These truths transcend religion or dogma. It is the basis of science. You can consider this like a unified field theory for spirituality and philosophy. Quantum physics also can interface with these concepts. It's not new. This goes back to Socrates and Plato's theory of forms. This is the root of Western philosophy. If anyone opposes the concept of a higher truth or objective truths, then it just means you don't understand it. You can say that the highest truth and unconditional love are the ultimate couple. And the relationship between these two can exist within ourselves. This is the ideal. Deference to the truth of the group is always inferior to the truth of the individual because only an individual can have a personal relationship with the absolute and this is why enlightenment is the ultimate culmination of inspired individualism groupthink can never bring you to enlightenment the path of ultimate truth is so wide that every path coexists on it 
already. The paths themselves are so consumed by their own blinders. I'm talking about the different paths, not the one wide path, but there's different paths that people follow in life. But people are so consumed by their own blinders that they do not see this wider path that they are on. In fact, it protects all paths and each individual. The absolute truth is one because it encompasses the essence of all truths. Because it is one, that means you get to be much more powerful than you imagined you could get on your own. Those that don't attune themselves with this force are just weaker than those that do. It's science. It's the next level of human. It is literally the ultimate power. There is nothing that limits you by adapting it. There is no bad side effect. So I really don't get people's resistance to it. It is just a free upgrade. And that is what I wrote on There is Only One Truth. And my gosh, I love, I love the one truth so much. To me, it is everything. It is what puts air into my lungs. It's what I breathe. I feel grateful and fortunate every second of every day of the bliss, this cosmic reality that consumes me. It infuses my mind and my heart. It's beyond words. And I feel so humbled and grateful. And this is the reality that I wish everybody could taste. Because the fact of the matter is, yes, there are some dark things that happen in our world right now. And if more people were experiencing this love and bliss, there would be less crime. There would be less rapes and murders and these heinous crimes. If you were feeling completely satisfied all the time and you were felt like you were high on the most amazing drug possible, except there is no drug, no drug dealer required here. This is pure. This is free. Everyone can experience this. It's just a matter of believing. And this isn't about following an individual. It's not about joining some kind of religion. No, this is bigger than that. This is a philosophy. This philosophy simply means that you are not going to be limited by your beliefs anymore. You're going to take a stand and stand for limitlessness. That is what life is about.
removing those limits. It's not about restrictions. It's not about saying, oh, you can do this, but you can't do this. And you have to follow this rule on such and such day. And when you pray to this deity, you need to give it a certain offerings that this deity likes. Or you need to go to church on Sunday. Otherwise, you're not a a good religious person. Or you need to pray five times a day. Otherwise, you're not a good religious person. No. No, this is, this is bigger than all of that. Why is it so big? Because God is so big. You can't limit God to a book or two books or 10 books or 100 books. No, it doesn't matter. And I respect that people follow religions and they, there's a long history with that. And I'm, I'm not here to insult people's religions either. It's actually to glorify God in a way that maybe your religious books don't. To give even a more expansive view of God than your religious books do. Because maybe you can ask yourself a question. What book did Moses read? What book did Abraham read? What book did... King Solomon read? What book did Jesus read? What book did the apostles read? Are you trying to say that God is so limited that after they finally wrote a book that God stopped speaking to people? That God's power is limited to only work through existing holy books? That God cannot speak directly to people in this modern age? Is that what you claim? Because many religious people do. They say, hey, this book is the only way. It's the only way. And if you don't follow this book, you're going to go to hell. And they believe this unironically. They preach this. And this isn't true just from one religion, right? There's many religions that are like this. In fact, some religions have penalties for apostasy. What is apostasy? That means if you abandon your religion, they have a death penalty for a certain religion that is going to go unnamed. But that is true. That is what happens. Or some religions will say, oh, you cannot be a homosexual. You have to practice chastity you cannot have sexual intercourse until you're married so many rules so many restrictions no these are not god-made restrictions these are human-made restrictions when you want to control a population you give them rules like this they are methods of control And maybe they have the best intentions of wanting people to find God and to find truth and to find happiness and to live a holier life. And I respect that. But what's different about the one truth, the one living truth that exists at divinity.com and on this podcast is this is a truth 
with restrictions removed. The rule, the only rule, is don't harm people. Avoid harming people. Try to be an inspiration to others. Be a force of good in this world. Like the code of chivalry, protect the weak and the oppressed. As I mentioned in the other podcast about collectivism, what is true about collectivism is when they put the group above the individual, the individual becomes oppressed. Now there's exceptions to this. When you have a group where the code of conduct for the group enshrines enshrines certain values, for example, the knighthood had a specific code of chivalry. And chief among those codes was to protect the weak and the oppressed. Does it say, oh, you must protect marginalized groups? No, no. The code of chivalry was not about protecting groups. A group has each other. They can protect themselves. No. The knight of chivalry is to protect the weak and the oppressed. And that is powerful. Because that means we're protecting women and children and those that are taken advantage of and bullied by tyrants. It means we are focused on helping the oppressed. Instead of being the ones doing the oppressing, we're trying to find the oppressors and help them. And that's what I like to think that I'm doing here with this podcast is I'm trying to reach those of you out there who can recognize the truth and they can, and you can know how to incorporate this into your life because I am of a strong opinion that incorporating this philosophy into your life will bring you directly to enlightenment. That enlightenment is less about technique or some secret meditation method where you have to cross your leg, legs and breathe a certain way with your pranayama. Of course, there's a place for all of that. But you don't need it to experience enlightenment, to experience unconditional love, to taste the highest levels of truth. No, you don't need those things. And that's the purpose of what we're doing here. But yes, so there is only one truth. And people might look at that and say, hey, well, what do you mean there's only one truth? There's so many people. Everybody has their own truth. Everybody has their own subjective truth. What makes your truth so much superior to everyone else? You must have a big ego to think that your truth is so much better than everybody else's truth. Well, listen, the reason I'm even doing this, these podcasts, and I feel like I have to re- repeat myself, and my purpose of doing this is not to boast. 
but I don't know of anyone else who I've met either online or personally who has mastered fear, mastered doubt, mastered anxiety to the extent whereby those feelings, those experiences are no longer within you anymore. You're completely liberated. Whereby with every breath of every second of every day, you're continuously in the highest state of bliss and unconditional love. And that no matter what kind of toxic person is come in contact with, to have an impenetrable mind whereby nothing can interrupt that higher state of bliss. And that's what I want for everyone. And so why do I believe so strongly in this philosophy? Well, because this is my life. I'm so blessed. I feel amazing all the time. You guys don't get it. It's hard to describe in words, but I wasn't always this way, okay? I'm 50 years old now. Most of my life, (laughs) it was only like the last 18 months that I've been able to finally have that thousand-petaled lotus on the crown of my head open up. And that's something maybe we can talk about in the future podcast, but that is the gateway to ultimate truth. At the top of your head, the crown of your head is the thousand-petaled lotus. The thousand-petaled lotus. And that open, can open up with the ambrosia, this amrita, this nectar of, of highest truth can just drip down and cascade into a waterfall. And that is the ultimate power. That is the culmination of what humans can achieve. There is no greater, more pleasurable experience for a human to achieve than that. And that's what awaits everyone. And that's what gets me going every day. Because I feel grateful that I'm like one of the early ones. At least I hope there's more people out there that are also in a permanent state state of enlightenment. I would love to meet them. But it seems like there's different levels, right? One person might say, oh, unconditional love is the ultimate truth. And, And people who come to that conclusion know that they're just in their heart. And their heart is a beautiful place. But above the heart is the crown. And that is the gateway to the ultimate truth. And until you taste that ultimate nectar, there's nothing, nothing in your life that can compare. It's incomparable. It's, it's called the ultimate for a reason. Anyway, we're already running out of time here. But uh, I'm also going to do a, a, a podcast tomorrow on Christmas Day. There's no day off. Every day is the same to me in terms of wanting to get this message out there. There's no holidays in my book. And this is Zap Maboda signing off. And you're welcome, of course, to visit divinity.com, D-I-V-I-N-I-T-Y. There's links there to the ultimate sub subreddit and also to Discord chat and the YouTube channel as well. You have a fantastic day and Merry Christmas, everybody.